Greetings, ghouls. It's time to discuss, disgust, and dissect. Horror. No normal mind can imagine. And now, introducing our hosts, the gruesome twosome, Mike and Jeremy. And we are Fetch of the Dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Welcome to Fans of the Dead. I am St. Nicholas. And I couldn't come up with a fancy name, so I'm just St. Jeremiah or some shit like that. <laughs> we'll go with or some shit like that. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> or some shit like that. How you doing, bro? Doing good. Doing good. We actually just got back from Gillette Stadium. Yeah, I saw the pictures for that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, it's it's funny because we should be watching the Patriots right now. Kind of playing this a little fucked up because the Patriots are playing right now. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I forgot they're playing Saturday. Yeah, it's weird. Um, but yeah, we got back from Gillette Stadium. They did the whole magical light show. You drive through all the parking lots. Uh, it was it was pretty fun. Kids had a good time. Yeah, I saw saw that. That was that looked pretty cool. Yeah, that's what I got. You probably don't want to watch the Patriots. Don't I, I, no spoilers, man. I get the game. The game's recording. Okay. I can blast through some commercials. I kind of <laughs> like it when I'm like an hour behind, because then you just blast through the commercials and you you catch up live by like the third quarter, and it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It's not deep true. into the game anyway, so. Okay. So you can't be a Debbie Downer. My hat says Bah Humbug, but I'm very positive. I I'm a glass half full type of guy. Because if it's not half okay. full, I need to go back to the bar and get a refill. You're like, hey, top me off, bro. That's fine. Whatever. You do you, bro. You do you. So this is actually a very special episode. It's obviously kind of Christmas themed. We had you people at home give us suggestions on what Christmas movies you liked. And then we put them, put them up to battle each other in these polls. And Krampus ended up winning. Um, basically a lot of movies that we had on here, let's see, we had like, uh, Better Watch Out, Gremlins, um, someone said Die Hard, I like that, 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 that's cool, but, you know, not really for the show. Uh, yeah, a I feel like lighter is the theme that people tend to gravitate towards around this season. Yeah, I, I, I agree, this, this was, I was glad this movie won. Uh, Better Watch Out is is a good movie. Don't get me wrong; I really like that movie. But I, I just like I was... rewatched that the other day. Um, yo, you you home alone, that motherfucker. <laughs> but Woo! I mean, I, as I was watching this one the first and second time, it was just so I was so entertained. Like Adam Scott, David Koechner, Tony Collette, just the, like the Conchata like Farrell, like they were all just perfect in this movie. Oh yeah, completely agree. I wish that it wasn't a PG-13. I guess that's a, a studio thing. They they wanted to have younger audience be able to watch it. It would there have been a couple f bombs, wasn't there? Phenomenal as so. That's funny you say that. I don't think so. I, I'd have to re, sure? I'd have to rewatch because motherfucker says mother. And he stopped. I, I swear, I thought. He, no, I, I nope, thought nope, Conchata nope, Farrell's nope. character said one. Oh, she might have. 
I wasn't watching her. But she gets a pass. She can slide. I- I'm talking about David Keckner. Is that how you say his oh, name? Oh, yeah. I don't think he said it. How do you say his name? I think it's Keckner. If anyone at home is listening to this and knows how you really say his name, he's in a lot of movies, so I'd like to pronounce his name correctly. Uh, get out. That's us. all right. I was I was listening. Oh, but but God, literally what? in one scene, he goes, motherfucker. But he doesn't say the fucker. He goes, motherfucker. And kind of looks away, like looks off camera. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's one of those Die Hard Part 2s when it's like, yippee ki Mr. Falcon. <laughs> I was listening to one of our episodes. I forget which one it was. And I don't even remember which movie, but you said Carrie Yules or something like that. I'm like, who the hell is that? I, I, I oh, that's another guy. I, I always butcher his name and I feel I'm so like, is bad. He talking about, I'm like, is he talking about Carrie Elwes? Is that how you say Elwes? Yeah. El Wesley. Actually, he's, he's actually a really nice guy. Wish. I, I met him at one of the Boston Comic Cons a couple couple years ago. He was so polite. He comes up and goes, hello, I'm Gary. Oh, pleasure to meet you. Is your so lovely wife? I love how in uh, Robin Hood Met in Tights, he's like, and I can actually talk with a British accent and looks in the camera, breaking the fourth wall. It's like, <laughs> oh, shot at you bro uh okay so <laughs> i think to start this awesome fan-picked film we're gonna have to do a big feast because this is a christmas this is a krampus episode so this is a recipe for disaster so there was a few different things i could have gone with but, but i know what you went with you went with you? macaroni and cheese with hot dogs and washing no. it down with a two liter of Mountain Dew. Uh, no, no. I actually went the more the dessert route. Okay. It was actually based off a recipe that uh, Susan made for our office for uh, inventory. She baked a bunch of cookies. So they were ginger snap cookies. So instead, I went with like the gingerbread guys. Mm-hmm. But you know how like they were torched and everything like that? So these were with a kick. And those ginger snap cookies were made with um, cayenne pepper. So nice. it gingerbread cookies, uh, gingerbread men with uh, made with some cayenne, cayenne pepper, nice and spicy. They are no more. Nice. Yeah. Well, any good dessert? So what kind of godforsaken concoction are you whipping up now? Okay, so I've done both drinks that I'm doing tonight. In previous episodes, I've done it in the Snowed In episode, I did it in our last Christmas countdown, and it just happened to work perfectly because right when Aunt Dorothy walks in the house, where's the nog? I need to get Mary. (laughs) So, I mean eggnog. You get the golden eggnog, little tiny sprinkle of nutmeg, stir it up with a cinnamon stick make sure you put in some jim beam black and as i've said before that tastes like christmas that's perfect now a little later in the movie omi says hot chocolate makes you feel better and if you're gonna go the hot chocolate route put in a little bit of rumple mints stir it with a candy cane boom christmas i was gonna go with gingerbread cookies but I guess someone took that from me. I'm sorry. I had another idea, too, because I couldn't quite tell, like, were they eating, like, little, like, Cornish game hens or something? They were eating Cornish hens. Okay. I like, couldn't that was find like one today. Else. And yeah. dude had one on a stick. Like, everyone's fighting, and the little fat kid is, like, 
just like <laughs> gnawing on his gordish game and he's just like ah, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so so my uh, my recipe reindeer now this is a type this is something that if we were doing this in person as opposed to on a zoom call i totally would have spent the money to do this but it's expensive there were only three reindeer harvested this year under usda inspection so an eight ounce filet or a ribeye 99 dollars and 99 cents a pound of hamburger 99 dollars and 99 cents that's crazy a pound of sausage 19 dollars and 99 cents so i totally would have been down to have some like reindeer sausage if we were doing this in person but but check this i i want to see what you think bone-in leg roast about five pounds what do you think that costs uh on for a reindeer yeah or, uh, 175 $599.99 why not just go for 600 you know what just <laughs> they don't do that it's all, it's all about the 999s it, it makes you think it's less okay let's get into the movie having discussed my drink oh my bad I got three of them my bad it gives me time to so look up I, the back dvd cover so there's one scene in the movie where <laughs> adam scott's character uh, tom sorry like i drew a blank he goes into his office or den or whatever room that i can't afford to have um, isn't that the room you're in right now it's a bedroom so i he grabbed himself a little bit of uh talisker single malt scotch whiskey so as i went out to the packy today i grabbed myself a bottle of talisker single malt scotch whiskey nice and the other thing i have is something my sister and i made last weekend when we were when we got together this is a tradition that my grandfather and us and us we used to make every single year and we made a batch of glurg which is basically made with wine and car fuel. <laughs> but it, yeah, it's, ma- it's made with pure grain alcohol, wine and like spices and stuff like that. You know, simmer it for a couple hours, so like 150 degrees. It's really, really good. You heat it up and that's what we're going with. Cheers. Yeah. And then I found some Merry Monkey Christmas Ale at the store to top it off. So. Sweet. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with uh, Jack's Abbey Red Tape because, you know. I almost bought that. Like, it's like a ribbon. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I almost bought that. It's, it's really good. It was their first beer. Okay. A boy who has a bad Christmas ends up accidentally summoning a Christmas demon to his family home. Krampus. Spoilers ahead. That's short and sweet. Yep. It, it's so funny because some movies have like three paragraphs and you're just like, you, you could have just said a hooker has a chainsaw. And I'd watch the movie. <laughs> it's true. Krampus, 2015. Um, this was uh, Doherty's... Was, it wasn't his second movie, but he like he did uh, Trick or Treat, I believe, right? Yes, he did. There's a little bit of a nod to that uh, in this movie, too. Yeah, um, some Easter eggs. I'm kind of hoping for an Easter movie. And if we're going to talk about Easter eggs, that would be cool. Mm. What, cool. He should just do every holiday. Flag Day, Columbus <laughs> Flag Day, or Indigenous People Day. Uh, he could do, ooh, New Year's Eve. Uh-huh. I don't get the joke, but okay. Keep, I don't know. Roll it. Anyway, 
so the movie opens uh, with like this Black Friday store like rush where people are just assholes fucking yeah they're it's fighting beginning over to look a lot like consumerism yeah I mean the gold title pops up uh, there's like mall security dragging adults away uh, people are fighting getting tased which was pretty hilarious uh, pictures with Santa um, just basically showing what it's what the holidays are nowadays you know yes. no one's happy exactly swarm of assholes you get mayhem employees just miserable getting injured for probably minimum wage uh, there's a, a fight at the goddamn Christmas pageant kids yeah, two, crying two kids. no smile for Santa gotta send out yeah, our I, Christmas cards the, the kids are fighting during the nativity pageant and we see Tom and Sarah who uh, Adam Scott and Tony Collette are running to the front which I'm obviously means it's their kids causing all the ruckus yes uh, this is a brilliant way I loved this opening because it mm-hmm. does show you how devolved our Christmas has become and it, it, it's great it's it's humorous satirical in a great way to introduce our main family yeah uh, so they're back home in the kitchen and a Christmas Carol is actually playing on the TV and someone apparently it's uh, Omi has been baking a shit ton while everyone was out there's she's making just, way too much dessert there there's a lot of dessert there's just shit everywhere and that's when like the chaos comes in through the door and then what does it the Tom the father was like was drop kicking him into the manger really necessary yeah and then he changes from Scrooge which was a funny funny scene because Scrooge was just getting warned you know about the true Christmas spirit it was like Marley's whole like you know yeah. pitch to him about you know him being a douche but he changes it to the news and it's like well the war on Christmas continues I'd like to say there's no war on Christmas Christmas is Christmas Christmas actually there's a war on Halloween let Halloween end before putting Christmas stuff out guys come on yeah that's it that that that's the end of my spiel I, I just don't like when people put up Christmas decorations and Halloween hasn't even happened yet like come on let Thanksgiving let the turkey rot before you put up Christmas so what I do and this was a public service announcement brought to you by old man yelling at a cloud <laughs> damn you anyway so like Omi uh, she speaks uh, like German or Austrian or whatever and Tom goes don't work too hard Sarah bought cookies so like talk about like a punch in the fucking stomach oh she's been working hard making like the, the whole kitchen is full of co- like cookies oh don't worry we bought we bought a plastic barrel of cookies <laughs> yeah that's fine uh, the cousins are on their way, and Max just wants to watch Charlie Brown and rap gifts. All he wants to do. Yeah, and Jenna was even feeling for the kid, because last night uh, we watched this again. And he's like, you're fucking lucky that you get to even celebrate Christmas, motherfucker. Go wrap your presents by yourself. And I feel like that's not too bad to add. You know, he ruined the Christmas pageant. Yeah, he did. Like, I would I, I would have gotten a belt for that. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> like he got off pretty easy. He gets a cookie in the kitchen, and basically gets a pass. Uh, so Omi, Omi asks if he had finished the letter to Santa, but he hasn't yet. Uh, he doesn't know what to ask for. Meanwhile, Beth, the older daughter, is arguing with her mom over who shit in her bed. Uh, she says it was. Well, Sarah says it's a dog. She thinks it was one of the cousins. And, you know, that's where we're at. Uh, while she puts up her family mall picture, the family Christmas picture, where nobody's looking at anything except for Sarah, where she's just like... Mm. Uh, funny picture, because the mom hangs up all the, the portraits, and she notices Santa. Santa has <laughs> his eye. Beth. Yeah, yeah, he's perving out on on the the young daughter it's uh it's very creepy but it is what it is because she needs the four portraits up so they just hang she's like god damn it yeah uh so omi and max are wrapping gifts and after being asked if she believes in santa claus she says yes but also believes that he is what you make of him and he is the true spirit of what the holiday is about badass answer right there that is a way of saying yes and no at the same time. Brilliant. Absolutely. Omi has seen some shit. Uh, so Beth is now upstairs in her room, uh, FaceTiming or Skyping or whatever was around then, which was only six years ago, I guess. <laughs> Not a long time ago. Uh, uh, while complaining that like the night's going to end up being a shit show, uh the ground starts shaking. I do want to say that her boyfriend has a wicked cool candy cane bong. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, so, so, yeah, the ground starts shaking, and Tom is trying to sneak some of his some of his scotch into his mug, and Max finishes up his note, and here comes the cousins, like Cousin Eddie in National Lampoon's Vacation. They just come storming in, like... Oh yeah, so so the the whole earth is shaking because his his Hummer and you know like oh fucking Lucinda I believe <laughs> yeah definitely it, it was it name her name is Lucinda and he's blaring on the horn and the next thing it ding dong it's like yep here we are yep, they the all party has arrived the cousins have shown up with the dog. Uh, these families really couldn't be like any different oh, you, from each you, other. You guys don't have a cat, do you? <laughs> like, <fucking> assholes. <laughs> uh, lastly, uh, here comes Aunt Dorothy, played by Conchata Farrell, who is fantastic in this movie. Um, Where's the nog? I need to get married. She needs to get married, yes. Uh, looks like Martha Stewart threw up in here, is what she says, actually. <laughs> and Sarah's pissed uh, the mother she's pissed that she's there tells her sisters um tells her sister hemorrhoids are a surprise she's a goddamn nightmare ouch yes yeah that's uh she's that's clearly a, not happy if you rather have hemorrhoids than your aunt over your aunt probably sucks <laughs> it's true so as like i said this is a very like christmas vacation entrance for, for these guys, like when Cousin Eddie shows up with a big RV and like... Don't even the, realize they forgot the baby. Uh, don't you have four kids? Oh, yep. shit, we forgot about the baby. <laughs> they were going to dinner time and they have this nice dinner spread. Huge um, spread. Like, 
Sarah went above and beyond. Right. Little Cornish game hens for every single person. There's shit that I don't even know how to pronounce. They don't know how to pronounce. They make fun of it and say, Oh, I would have been happy with macaroni and hot dogs. <laughs> Which was uh, really what I thought you were going to make. It would have been the easiest. Uh, but anyway, Howie Jr. lets out this big burp. And of course, you know, his father, Uncle Howard, lets out this big laugh. He's ah, that's my boy! And then after some jabs back and forth about dinner, who doesn't make ham at a Christmas? Like, what are you now, a Jew? Whoa, on Dorothy, not pulling any punches. She just keeps coming up with these, like, throughout the whole freaking movie. Yeah, and then uh, the the cousins, who all look like boys, even though two of them are uh, definitely girls, they have, um, what do you say, ambiguous names? Stevie and... Jordan? um, Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so they start giving Max some shit about believing in Santa. They're talking about eating reindeer. Like, one of them, like, takes a big bite out of the the hen. And, like, the meat is hanging out of their face. (laughs) And it's like, oh, reindeer. And and then um, Howard, Howie's just like... Oh, you know, actually, reindeer is a sustainable food source. And, and they start talking about, like, if, if Santa had to survive, and you could eat eight reindeer, like, to, to last until they found him on, you know, December 26th or whatever. And Adam Scott just, he's like, well, around here, we like to think of reindeer as a transportation system. <laughs> This is so, like, different from, like, what we typically see Adam Scott play. Because he usually plays a douchebag. Yeah, he's usually the douchebag funny guy. Yeah. But in this, he's he's pretty pretty straightforward, uh, tight dad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, fun, fun little fact. Uh, Stevie and Beth are actually real-life sisters. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Thought that was kind of cool. The more you know. Bling. Okay. Shut up. Anyway, the twins are now back to making fun of Max and telling him that basically Santa crashed, uh, broke all his legs, and had to eat the neighbor, eat the eat the neighbor, eat the reindeer. Oh, he ate the neighbor too. <laughs> Probably. That's also uh, a sustainable food source. <laughs> so then Sarah and Dorothy are bickering in the kitchen about dinner and how she you know worked her ass off and basically uh, Dorothy sucks. And then the twins take Max's letter to Santa Claus, and they read it to everybody, and there's some truth being being spitting out at the family. Truth bombs. Truth bombs is, is yeah. yeah. Um, and they were pretty shocked. <laughs> I like how they, they read the whole letter, then they got mad about, you know, because then they had to read the sentence about them. Our dad doesn't wish we were girls. And well, they were like, dressed up like boys with boys names <laughs> you know yeah um apparently they didn't want to hear that and then they fight some more and he just want he just wants his family back to normal is really all he, all he wants and you know everyone start yelling at max for starting this fight and then dorothy she being the realest she is he deserves a prize for telling the truth yeah Tom comes in, goes into Max's room, who is, I mean, he's obviously upset and everything like that. 
This is a sweet. This was a sweet, tender, tender uh, father-son moment. I thought it was. You know, he's giving you know the speech about being nice to people, even to the ones that we don't like, and you know tells him he can still put the letter in the mailbox. Instead, he rips it up and throws it out the window, and it flies to the sky as it begins to up into the air. Up, up, and away. It begins to snow and dark clouds ascend over the entire universe. Yeah, it was like a, the storm from the never-ending story over their house, you know, like the nothing. Yeah, and so the power goes out, and it seems like some bad shit is about to be thrust upon them. Now, while we're talking about thrusting, I'd like to introduce to you Santa 2.0. Oh, God. Are we back to this? <laughs> you Oh, you ripped his oh, tongue his off. tongue fell off. You're a disturbing person. <laughs> That's why you hang out with me. Yeah, probably. So anyway, the next morning, apparently it's there's been a blizzard, and there's like a snowman that like popped up in the front yard. Yeah, that's a very creepy snowman. Uh, they have no hot water, no electricity, and apparently no food. It's like Gilligan's Island. Yep. So breakfast will be... Beer. Beer it is. Max points out the new snowman to Sarah, and they're like, okay, like, sure, whatever. Uh, all their neighbors are gone, apparently, um, or not talking to them, so they can't like go to them for help. Yeah, the, the, the one neighbor that's actually home and not away on vacation... Like, well, we can't go there because of the noodle incident. Which they never, like, touch upon. Which I love. I love that. It kind of reminds me of Guns N' Roses' spaghetti incident. There are multiple versions of what the spaghetti incident might have been. So <laughs> I, I like this. I like uh, not knowing. Yeah, yeah. Twist their own. But anyway, uh, delivery comes to the front door from DHL. So apparently the dots are still working. Remember the dots? No. You know, the commercial with the guys watching the computer, the little dots for each truck, and the guy comes over, you agitating my dots? Nope. No, nothing? Nothing. Okay. Anyway. And so apparently... There's also a giant, like, Christmas, it looks like Santa's sack, also on the porch. Oh, that must have been the boys in brown. Obviously alluding to UPS, but they're like, oh, I don't know. So they, they pull that sack in as well. Yes. Beth wants to go to her boyfriend's house to check on him and see how much of the neighborhood has lost power. And she really just so, wants to get that candy cane bong. Yes. Maybe his candy uh, cane schlong. That too. Sorry, it rhymed. I had, to, I had to go for it. Sometimes that uh, low hanging fruit is right there. You just gotta, gotta reach for it. Yeah. Uh, so Omi is making uh, some hot chocolate at the fireplace. And because it, you know, hot chocolate makes everything better. And you know what makes hot chocolate better? A nipple rumble mix. Stirred there around with candy cane. Hell yeah, recipe yeah. for disaster. So Beth is going down the street now in a fucking blizzard and can barely see anything in front of her. Like the houses are all like frozen over, uh, which I'm not sure how that would happen in, you know, one night, but apparently, you know, something evil is happening, so I guess that's why. Uh, she sees a creature jumping from house to house. Krampus Howling. on the rooftop. Mm. Click, click, click. Watch out if I get Krampus. So that song was really written about Krampus. Uh, okay, well, that's fine. Uh, so yeah, he's like growling and howling. And then the DHL van is like down the street. And the driver looks like he froze to death. Yeah, he's kind of got like this weird scream 
kind of surprised look on his face, frozen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Krampus, or I'm guessing it was Krampus at this point, because there's a lot of minions and stuff going on. Uh, is now circling the van as Beth hides underneath, and like a jack in the box, like pops up, like underneath the the van, like right next to her, pops open, and this little porcelain thing like pops out. Uh, she screams and is taken. Yeah, you don't get, you don't see it. You see the overhead of the van and the van shaking. So obviously she's being attacked by a porcelain jackoff. <laughs> Sorry, it took a second to register, like what you said. Uh, so Max is looking out the window at the snowman. Uh, Tom is looking out of the dining room, noticing there's no cars, there's no people, starting to get worried about Beth. Max comes down, he's concerned also. Tom asks, if, like, Howard, if his There is Hummer a siren, can... though. There's a siren wailing in the distance. That's true, too. Uh, but he asks Howard if his Hummer can get through a blizzard. He goes, Lucinda? I can point her due east and she'll be storming the beaches of Normandy. By morning. So. I don't think a Hummer could do that. Probably not. I mean, Normandy's. I mean, if, if, if this was a commercial and... for Hummers, at the bottom it would say, We're on a closed track and there's a bridge all the way to Normandy. You know? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> we, we didn't drive through an ocean, just so you know. Dorothy has more comments for Sarah after she said, uh, after she, you know, said Beth never came back. And so they're going to pull together a recon mission. Yeah, and Omi does not want them to go, and uh, it shows her hand, and she's literally shaking. And it's like, well, I mean, she's, she's old. Maybe she's just old shaking, but it seems to be nervous shaking. Yeah, she, she wants them to wait till the storm is over. So, oh. Like you just said, she's shaking, so she knows something. Yes. So they go out in the snow. There's no radio stations coming up. Uh, What he wouldn't give for some Bing Crosby right now. They pull up to it. There's like an abandoned plow. Uh, The window's smashed open. The keys are in. When you are in a blizzard and find an abandoned snow plow, that's not a good sign. That's a sign to turn the fuck around. (laughs) If the snow plow can't get through the snow... Maybe, just maybe. Maybe it's yeah. cold outside. Yeah. So Howard goes into his side compartment. And he starts pulling out weapons. He's like, "You brought guns to Christmas? Always be prepared, Boy Scout." Like that. Like that nod because he was making fun of him for being a Boy Scout earlier in the uh, the movie. Yeah. And the dude was like, "Oh, this gun's fucking heavy." He's like, "Yeah, that's my wife's, you bitch." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, back at the house, they're, they're lighting candles <clears throat> to get some light. Sarah and Linda have a bit of a nice moment. They're talking about, you know, memories from the from their past. And Max hears noise on the roof, and she's like, it's probably just squirrels. And of course, why would there be squirrels in a snowstorm? But Well, they're in the house. So the squirrels get in the house to escape yeah, the snowstorm. That's true. That's true. I was thinking, like, on, I was thinking on the house. Uh, so there's a big bang. There's a big bang. There was uh, a big bang. <laughs> uh, and Omi looks in the fireplace and makes a face. Yeah, she made a face. She did. Howard and Tom go into Derek's house. Like, the windows are broken. There's snow all over the place. There's a knife in the fridge through a gingerbread guy. Yeah. And 
He sees the picture of his daughter and Derek on the floor from prom. Uh, the fireplace is torn to shit. Um, like a gasoline line blue, I think was what Howard said. Uh, then, yeah, that, that was his reasoning for this crazy yeah. shit that was happening. But obviously yeah, there um, was something more. Yeah, I mean, there's giant hoof prints in the snow. Um, then here's some screams. They run outside, and Howard steps on something and is grabbed by, guessing it was Krampus that was underground or one of his minions. Uh, yeah, I think that was one of the elves that grabbed him. Um, but, yeah, pulls him under the under the snow. Yeah. Uh, Tom fires the gun at it, and it goes away. Uh, the family hears the shots, and now the Hummer is on fire. Well, what's left of her is on fire. Yes. Lucinda is in trouble right now. Lucinda is gone. She's gone, baby, gone. Just as Sarah's about to leave, uh, they come barreling through the door. Howard's leg is fucked up. And, uh, I mean, he's got some nasty bite marks, or claw marks, or whatever marks. Uh, he says, um, oh, it must have been a bear trap. Yeah. Well, there aren't bears around here. He's like, well, I, I uh, arguing over the next move, uh, the cousins are now concerned, and Linda says, "Oh, we'll have a camp out. Let, like we're gonna let's let's watch a movie." Yeah. And my first thought was like, "You have no power. How are you gonna watch a movie?" Well, they have electronic devices, Jeremy. Well, I saw that after the fact because I'm like, "There's no TV. You can't plug in a DVD player with no fucking power." But yeah, you haven't have, lost you haven't lost power recently, have you? I haven't. Dude, every wow. time there's a storm, the kids get excited. Oh, we're going to lose power. It's so awesome. Like, no, it's not awesome. Like, you don't understand. Our food could go bad. It's going to get really cold. Like, yeah, in the summer, we lose power for an hour. Sure, that's not bad. That's fun. Like, yeah, you put on your iPad and it's dark. Cool. But, like, no, it's not fun. Maybe, if you maybe won't, won't have Wi-Fi. Hotspots, bro. Come on. Get with the program, oh. Jeremy. Sorry. I have a, we got a generator, so... Ooh, fucking fantasy over there at Marlboro. Yes. Yes, we are. So anyway, uh, arguing over the next move, the cousins are not concerned. They're going to go watch the movie. Tom is, like, securing the house. Howard thanks him for saving his ass and apologizes for thinking he was a spineless dick. <laughs> and I love that moment because it, it was really sweet between, like... Because that's his, what, his brother-in-law? Yeah, I mean, you know, he's, they, he's he, actually trying to be nice, but he's still, like, coming off as a dick. Yeah, you could tell that they don't get along at all. Like, these are guys that would not ever hang out if they didn't have to. And, yeah, he says that, and Adam Scott's character, he, like, kind of looks at him pissed, but then he just, like, big smile, he's just like, fucking this asshole, you know? <laughs> so, Omi's been acting, like, different since the storm. But apparently... She acts like that every she, Christmas. Yeah, she acts like that every Christmas. But she won't talk about it. In a nice turn, he tells Tom to sleep with his family. The shepherd has to protect his flock. Which is a conversation that they had earlier in the movie. Um, That's like everyone's the theme. Out, yeah. Everyone's out cold while Silent Night is now playing. Uh, the iPad finally dies and the fire went out. Okay, all right. Whoa, 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 What? Howie suggested, actually volunteered to take first watch. The next shot is of him asleep. 
And yeah, the fire dies. It goes to the iPad, which they were like, oh, I can't believe the iPad. You know, you've been watching movies all day. Oh, yeah, don't worry. Bah, bah, bah. 1%. When that iPad died, as a father, I felt that in the fucking cockles of my fucking soul. <laughs> but one of the main things that uh, Omi had said was to keep the fire going. It, the fire's not going anymore. Respect your elders. Pay attention, and you know what? Know Respect shit. your goddamn post. If you're gonna volunteer, or if, even if you get volunteered, you get drafted in in the post, goddamn stay awake. Yes. All you have to do is sit there and make sure that the fire is burning. And that your family is not burning. That's it. That's all you gotta do. Oh, also make sure that fat kids don't eat cookies out of the fireplace like there's some stupid <laughs> fish yeah. we'll get to that in a second yeah so down the chimney comes like a hook and a chain with a gingerbread guy ginger bait yes uh taunting little howie uh he takes a big bite out of the gingerbread guy and he's like what the fuck like seriously but at the same time, it's a big gingerbread guy. Like, you know, it's a fat kid. The the gingerbread man is pretty pissed about getting bitten into. But he should be mad at Krampus because Krampus used him as bait. So, he did. yeah, there you go. Uh, so he wraps him in the chain and, like, whistles him for takeoff. And he gets pulled through the chimney. Uh, Beth grabs him. And then Tom and Howard grab Beth. we got this big chain of people coming out of the chimney. Uh, finally, Gingerbread Man makes a face at Beth, and she's like, holy shit, what the fuck is this? And let's go. Howard, Howard screams for him, but then all he gets is a shoe to the face. It was, Sarah. It was Sarah, not Beth. Oh, Sarah, that's what I meant. But um, same, yeah, same, screams, same thing. Howard I mean, uh, screams for him and just gets a shoe to the face. Yeah, little Howie's shoe right to his face. Uh, Omi's watching in horror. Uh, she gets the fire going again. And starts in that it's all her fault, and he's coming for them all. He. He. Yeah, uh, so, so she knows something. But uh, during this whole struggle, one of the logs is like half burning still. You know, it's like embers. And it gets kicked over to the tree. Presents and the tree light up. And Tom yells to Max to, gra to grab the fire extinguisher. So, like... I did like this whole dynamic uh, father and son thing. Like, um, Howie is supposedly like the alpha male, you know. Like, but when shit's hitting the fan, the nerd is just like calling orders and having shit get done. So I, I, I did respect that. That was cool because you, you don't know. You, you think you like you can yell at the screen all you want. Don't go in there. Look behind you. But, like, you don't know what you're going to do in a situation until you're in the fucking situation. No, I agree. Very, very true. So, yeah, so she goes into her story. I'm guessing, obviously, with her age, this was, like, Depression era. And, like, they were in, like, food lines and stuff like that. All um, our fault. He's come for us all. And, and, and she starts talking in English. And Aunt Dorothy's like, I fucking knew it. 
Uh, she gave up. Yeah, so essentially, like, she gave up and wished Santa away. A storm came in, and she called it the shadow of St. Nicholas. Yeah, so it, 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 So her, her backstory, and it turns to this, like, old-school German, like, uh, stop motion animation type of type of deal yeah I, I thought it was really cool um, but there were some parallels to to what's going on present day so there's a fight over a loaf of bread it was just like the Black Friday scene at the beginning of the movie and she gives up hope and she takes her Santa plush doll and throws it in the fire and the embers from Santa fly into the night Exactly like Max's letter. Exactly the same. Hope. Boom. Into the wind. Yep. Uh, so, so she watches as her family is dragged away, and she's left with the bell uh, with the name Krampus on it. And Howard thinks the story is horseshit and wants to take things into his own hands. Uh, he leaves the house, and now there's like a snowman army on the front lawn. And now he has, like, his kid... Like, one of them has his kid's hat and the scarf, I think. Uh, while someone is laughing in the background, uh, Beth pulls him back in. Uh, Sarah puts, pulls him back in. I keep... Wow. I must have switched all her names. Yeah, so they're... Like Jeremy said, army of snowmen and, like, things creeping behind the snowmen. And Mom just slams the door shut. Fuck that. So what now? We keep, keep the, the fire, fire burning. Uh, the twins are asking Omi questions and ask basically like, all right, so what happens now? She says something. Max has no idea what she says. Dorothy says, she says we're fucked. <laughs> and, and I love and Omi's it was reaction. She's just kind of like, <laughs> like, eh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's pretty, pretty much, much what I say. I, you know, I'm old enough to know when life is coming at me with its pants down. So yeah, see? Knew there was an F-bomb in there. Well, because I swore? You think the movie swore? Dorothy literally says, she says we're fucked. Ah, that is an F-bomb. Yes. But to get from PG-13 to R, you need more than one F-bomb. So that's probably okay. the one. Because literally, Howie says, motherfucker, but the fucker part is, is uh like scrubbed out so he's like mother mm. okay fair so yeah so you, you get one f-bomb look... and if samuel okay. L. jackson is in your movie he gets that f-bomb <laughs> like everybody, I, I, i'm everybody pretty sure gets that's one. in his contract yeah probably no pg-13 movie well i get the f-bomb oh <laughs> i'm in a star wars movie can my uh, lightsaber be purple? Well, uh, sir, there's no, uh, there's no purple lightsaber. Motherfucker! Okay, okay, okay. You get a purple lightsaber, and you Although can say motherfucker. He's like, goddamn right, it can say motherfucker, motherfucker. So uh, apparently, in that movie, his lightsaber had BMF on it. <laughs> because of course it did. Because <laughs> why not? Because he's a bad motherfucker. Uh, anyway, as we digress. So Linda is looking at all the destroyed uh, gifts. Tom is circling places on a map. And one of the gifts is a jack-in-the-box that she doesn't recognize. She's like, I don't know what the fuck this is. 
Uh, Sarah asks her and Howard to join as they devise a plan. Uh, they're going to use a snowplow. Uh, the girls are now roaming around upstairs with a flashlight, but hears Beth's voice and is lured towards it. Come upstairs. Um, this is a scream. demon. Come upstairs. I like you. I'm your cousin. Let's have some fun in the attic. I'm not going to kill you. You look like boys, even though you're girls. That's not weird. Your dad <laughs> is fun. Uh, so there's a scream from upstairs. There's a big commotion. Weapons are drawn. Uh, Max tells Omi that it's all his fault and all this stuff. The party makes their way to Beth's room. Howard checks downstairs and there's gingerbread stuff. Gingerbread stuff. Yeah, there's jack-in-the-box like stuff like all out of it. Anyway, so the little guy is hiding in the gingerbread house. And uh, upstairs they see a huge, a huge like porcelain like jack-in-the-box guy uh, swallowing the rest of Howie Jr. Okay, now, you, you can't just put it like that. He, his jaw, like, unhinged, yeah. and his face opened, and it was, like, Pennywise, like, it. Like, yeah. thousands of rows of teeth. And the way he was eating the kid was just, like, like a boa constrictor. Was, that was awesome. That was the best kill of the movie. That was pretty cool. So they see it, like I said, see the the whole thing with Howie Jr. going on, and Tom is just like, oh, come on. So while Howard is getting pelted by nails from the gingerbread guy uh, who stole a nail gun. Yeah, the gingerbread cookies have a nail gun. <coughs> you good? No, I'm naughty. Okay. Um, now there's an evil angel doll like sticking her tongue out in Beth's ear. It's a monster angel topper. It's a tree topper. Sorry, a, monst a monster angel tree topper uh, is sticking her tongue out into, sorry, Sarah's ear. I gotta stop doing that. Beth is an dead. Let it go. <laughs> An evil teddy bear with giant fangs chomping away at Tom. And then we have robots that are alive. And Fun Howard fact. Finally Why do we call teddy bears teddy bears? Uh, does that have something to do with Teddy Roosevelt? Boom! Okay. Move. Yo, our hist I'm sorry. Our history teacher would be so proud of you. Would he, though? <laughs> do we have a history teacher? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so, I, I, I have my next note. Robot stabby toy. <laughs> Robot stabby toy. Uh, but one of the gingerbread guys gets away and is flying at Howard... And is snatched by the dog. Oh, finally. I the dog's name is Rosie, I believe. Yeah. Finally, uh, Rosie so comes through. Because earlier, he's like, Rosie, get over here. And Rosie's just like, fuck you, bro. <laughs> like, dips. <laughs> um, a lot of shit going on upstairs. And Linda sees one of the girls. Uh, stabs the... like She goes, like, absolutely like bad shit. She goes, she, like, stabs the bear in the eye. Like, this green shit is, like, coming out. Bashes the robot, uh, gets Stevie back, uh, but loses loses the porcelain guy like in the vent, and there's like green. It's like all lined with like green slime or green goo or like whatever. Like so, they're they're gonna have to get that shit like cleaned out like after this is done. I was thinking they're gonna move, like. Well, that that too. That's probably better. The whole house is just fucked after this. <laughs> probably not gonna sell it though. They reform downstairs, and there's a lot of. 
noise coming from above again. So Max sends the dog into the vents, like, because that's like what you do. Uh, the jack in the box falls from the ceiling, falls through the ceiling, through, right? It falls through the ceiling, and back comes like the the fucking like crazy psycho tree topper angel, and Dorothy grabs a shotgun, blows the bear and the the tree topper away, and then in come the elves, and they just they take over everything. They chain up Dorothy. And, like, the family's, like, off to the side, like, all, like, kind of, like, tied up or whatever. And they snatch the... Snatch the baby, but before that, uh, Dorothy just goes, see you in hell. And then, and then she then gets snatched. That was, that was sick. That, that's a good last line. If you're gonna die, see you in hell. I but believe her like... last line was, her last line was, Ay! <laughs> well, well, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it's kind of funny, because, uh, see you in hell, well, yeah, that's the point. We're from hell. We're, we're bringing you home. Yeah. It's kind of not a dig because, you know, yeah. it's where just we're from, uh, bitch. Just get, just get, make sure dinner's ready when we get there. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be hot. Working kind of hard. It's going to be nice and hot. Uh, so anyway, and Howard just goes, fairy tale horse shit as the baby's taken away. Uh, the elves are then summoned out of the house. Uh, they're By this weird around... horn bugle thing. It's like... With the like Viking horns yeah. or something like that, yeah. Uh, so they round people up. Omi is trying to light the fireplace, but uh, can't, Bing can't Crosby he, can't even get a match out. lit. Uh, Bing Crosby is on again, and uh, there's loud bangs as they try to leave the house. But Omi stays behind and slams and locks them out because she's gonna take on Krampus. Yeah, so they're trying to make a final break for it, and Omi stays to confront Krampus. Uh, she's ready as he makes his way down the chimney. Uh, you know, she's, I give her, she's ballsy. She stands her ground as he, uh, you know, he's creepily, like, caressing her face with, with his, his claw things. Finger. At least he doesn't get over that tongue. That tongue, is like, ugh, it's like yeah, that three was... feet long. It's like, yeah, that was, that was fucking gross. Uh, so, like, he opens up his uh, big bag there, leaves Santa alone. He opens up the bag as, like, she looks in, and she's taken into the bag. So Yeah, he opens his bag of toys, and it's, yeah, it's obviously, uh, I'm sure her face just got ripped off or, or something. We don't know, because we don't get to see any of the deaths in this movie. We have no clue. And... You know, it changes to the family outside, like in the blizzard, they're heading for the plow. Tom hears the sound coming towards them, and he sees, like, the underground, like, thing. Like, all I can think of is, like, tremors. The thing is, like, coming at him, like, under the ground. Um, he fires at it, sends the family away as he keeps, like, shooting and runs out of ammo. I called um, it, uh, he who walks behind the snow, <laughs> as opposed to... He who walks behind the rose, because that's exactly what it, it seemed like to me, and, and like the children of the corn thing. It's yeah. just like that that lump in the dirt coming towards you. It's just like that lump in the snow. So he sends the family away as he keeps shooting, runs out of ammo, and gets grabbed and drug underground. Uh, they get to the plow, and Linda is then taken, followed by Sarah. Max and Stevie are in the truck and like trying to get out, and the elves are just taken over the truck and then they end up taking Stevie 
Max gets out of the truck, only to be confronted by Mr. Krampus himself, uh, who hands him the ripped up note and the bell as a reminder. So basically, I thought it was like uh, his crumpled up note was kind of like wrapping paper around the bell. Yeah. Like that was an extra creepy touch, I thought. Yes, that was pretty cool. Uh, Max then finds uh, where they've been hiding, I guess, with like their giant bonfire. <laughs> their their um... evil sleigh. <laughs> and like, you know, he's pissed and he says he takes the wish back and he just wants his family back and he throws the bell at them. Hell's bells! And anyway, the grounds opens up and there's like this, ba- I guess, I'm guessing, a pit of fire? and I mean, that was the, which... the gateway to hell. Okay, so a pit of fire. Okay. So the elves grab Stevie and throw her in and then realizes he's got to make a sacrifice. So Krampus takes one of his tears. Oh my God, dude. When he's like, he cries and Krampus like has that creepy finger and just like wipes his tear off. Oh, take me instead. And then they all just start laughing at him. Laughing at him. Like, (laughs) ha ha. Uh, and they, they, they throw him in anyway. I just wanted Christmas to be like it used to be. Yep. And then, you know, when he gets thrown in, kind of like fades to like white and Max wakes up. He's in his bedroom. Uh, he's all freaked out. Everything's fine. It's still snowing a little bit. Opens up the uh, last day on the advent calendar. And Goes I want to downstairs. Say, this this next scene coming up. Um, it it was way more colorful than any scene in this whole movie. So there's a lot more color, and it's got yeah. this weird bright haze filter on it. Yes, yes, yes. Very true. And it's still snowing a bit. Um, they go downstairs. The entire family's downstairs. Merry back Christmas, Max! Everything looks happy. Everyone's in a good mood. Omi gives him uh, the cocoa, says Merry Christmas. They open gifts, and Max gets one more gift. The bell comes back in the box. And, and everyone just stops to look at it. Oh, my God. Like, this hits, dude. This this is the reason I love this movie so much. Because when he opens that, and he realizes, well, I'm, I'm, I'm fucked. And then he looks at Omi, and Omi realizes. And, and everyone knows... <laughs> Everyone knows what happened. It's that dread. That dread just is like dripping from the walls. It's that nasty fucking horrific feeling. And it's like, love it. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, they realize something's fucked up and the thing backs out. And they're in a snow globe on a shelf in Krampus's house with a bunch of other snow globes uh i guess one of them i didn't i couldn't find it uh, but i guess like the psycho house was one of the houses in the snow globe nice yeah there are so many snow globes in hell one of them was like the director's house too that's cool which is pretty cool uh so then like you know i'm thinking are we all in a snow globe no or are we just on like a cat's fucking collar like in uh men in black no yes and no and no and yes. Because we're all possibilities right. and all probabilities. 
The universe is infinite, so yes and no, and no and yes. Right. But for this movie, <laughs> for this movie in particular, uh, I believe that they're in hell. And when they re- when they realize that they're in hell is oh that that just, oh I love it. And they're gonna wake up every day and may not realize they're in hell. You know, they may go through their day, okay, kind of, until Krampus starts fucking with them. Starts shaking up the snow globe like you do when you're a kid and you have a, have an ant farm. And you see all the tunnels and you just shrug it up and you say, work, motherfuckers, work! <laughs> uh, but I guess there's two schools of thought of, like, how this ending, like, was. Like, one of them was that, yeah, they're, like, in hell and they have to relive, like, the same morning, like, over and over and over and over again. Uh, but I guess, like, there's another one that, that's kind of based on, like, a comic book or something like that, where, like, this is, Kramp is giving them another chance, and he's just, like, keeping an eye on them, make sure, like, they, they keep their shit in line. Oh, well, that's really sweet. Well, Michael Doherty has said, actually, he hasn't said anything. He said, uh, well, that's a good thought. Well, that's a good thought, too. He hasn't said either way, but you got to think. Omi has already had a chance. Why would she get another chance? Well, she did, but without her family. Mm. Max gets a chance with his family, though. Yeah, it doesn't seem like Krampus's uh, M.O. I'm not going to sit here and fucking talk about the ending snow globe scene forever. I like the dread of them being in hell. like it. Whatever. If you want a happy Christmas ending... Sure. They were in a happy snow globe in hell. There you go. Good. What are you rating? I really do like this movie. It has, it's entertaining, it's funny. Um, it has some super dark shit in it. Douglas Pipes also did the music for Trick or Treat and The Babysitter. He did the score for this. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I'm going to go three stars. We don't do stars. I had Star Search in my head, so for some reason... Star Search! um, I I had, like, Ed McMahon, like, in my head, and it's like, uh, we're gonna go three and three-quarter stars. But I'm gonna go three brains. Brains. Two brains. Brains. Two brains. Two brains. I like this movie. It was fun. Even on Christmas? It's Christmas. You gotta be giving on Christmas, man. You did that star search thing. I was going to give it three brains, but then you did that <laughs> shit, and I was like, fuck that. Two, two brains. brains. It's not the movie's fault I'm stupid. It's very much the movie's fault. It dropped you on, on your head when you were a baby. Actually dribbled you like a goddamn basketball. Probably. Uh, we have a lot of fan <laughs> feedback. I, I just got a bunch of likes. That's nice. Uh, so we were talking about uh, Boy Scouts last episode, I believe, or one of the last episodes we did. And it came to my attention from a very reputable source that the Framingham pack that I was in was pack 210. I'd like to thank Old Man Fergie for that. And he should know because his dad was our Cub Master. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, so... Uh, Thanks, Dan. Um, and I told you so, Jeremy. I knew it was 200-something. I wasn't saying you were wrong. 
I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying oh, that Framingham, Framingham had multiple Boy Scout troops. So, asked about Krampus. TGIF, a horror movie podcast. I love Krampus. The Mean Joe Grizzly podcast. Love it. Melanie, love it. Stephen Milan, it rocks. Ripple exclamation marks with two googly-eyed smiley faces. The business, I enjoyed it, but wanted to see more of everything. The ending doesn't quite work in that sense, but at the same time, does. I said, well, I love the ending. And he goes, oh, don't get me wrong, it's good. I just want more. Haha. <laughs> That's true. Actually, I did, I did post, and Dave Green, uh, surprise, uh, the anthology, says, love it. Have not seen the extended cut yet. I said I haven't either. Um, he called it the naughty cut. Ah, nice. Or no. So I naughty. So I came back with a George Takei. Oh my. Very um, nerdy of you. Okay. Of course, my sister Jen goes. I haven't seen it yet, but Kayla has my niece. So I commented and said, "Well, damn it, what are her thoughts?" So. Did she actually comment? <laughs> Did Sorry, you it's, it's still, for this it's still, it's, it, well, it was after we started. It's still loading. Oh, it's, a, oh, wait, no, she goes, I don't remember what happens. I saw it once in 2015. It wasn't bad. So there you go. There we go. A teenager said it wasn't bad. <laughs> Horror babe of the month. Now this Ooh. one is special. I mean, they're all special. Don't get me wrong. Every horror babe is special in their own way. They're all extremely special. Judy Greer. Yes. I was first introduced to Judy in Arrested Development. Yes. I love that show. She was constantly flashing off camera. She's also in Californication. Uh, way back when, I don't know if you remember the comedy horror Jawbreaker. Yep. She was in Jawbreaker. She was in M. Night Shyamalan's The Village. She was in Wes Craven and Kevin Williamson. You know, those motherfuckers that did Scream. They did a movie called Cursed about werewolves. She was in that. She was in the 2013 remake of Carrie. Awesome. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. War for the Planet of the Apes. She was a small role in Jurassic World. But quite the big role in Halloween Kills. Halloween Kills and Halloween 2018. And this is why she is making our Krampus Christmas episode. Because, like I said earlier, there's people that have Christmas decorations out when it's still fucking Halloween and that shit bugs me but she has a reason for wearing a Christmas sweater on Halloween she hates Halloween so I worked well, at a why ga- wouldn't she? I worked at a gas station and we had like this animatronic butler like zombie butler you know like he was like six feet tall and has a tray you know, with candy, and you go to take a piece of candy, and he's like, uh, uh, uh. you know, like a, the sensor makes him talk, and he like moves, and he's like, happy Halloween, 
You know, it, it's not supposed to be super scary. It's just supposed to be funny. But this guy comes in, and he goes to take a piece of candy. And the butler's like, and this guy, like, shits his pants and, like, bounces back into an aisle, like, knocks over, like, a, like a row of chips. <laughs> and then he runs at me, and he's screaming. And he's like, I hate Halloween. I love <laughs> Jesus. And then he leaves. And I never saw that guy ever again. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure Jesus is cool with you liking Halloween. You don't have to be such a pussy about it. You, you know, it was kind of funny. Not that it's really related to Halloween or anything, but last weekend we took uh, Lily to the, it's like a Swedish or Scandinavian, uh, yeah, just Swedish, Christmas thing, the whole St. Lucia thing with the candle crown and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, and so they're doing like the thing they're singing uh, Silent Night I think in they were singing it in Swedish but there's like one guy who was like in the crowd who was singing very loudly in English because like I don't know I, I feel like he was like rev revolting against like the Swedish language or something I don't know it was like everyone's singing in Swedish well, not me but and then there's this guy like yelling in fucking English. It was just, it was just funny. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's just a douchebag. Um, but I, <laughs> I feel like Judy Greer's character is Karen in Halloween. Uh, she's kind of warranted to hating Halloween yep. because you got to imagine her mother hates Halloween, and her mother has always kind of been an off-putting bitch, I would guess, to her growing yep. up, and. I can only imagine she doesn't like Halloween. So she's already yeah. like, up, oh, skipped it. I'm wearing my Christmas sweater. That's cool. And she's sexy. So uh, cheers to Judy. Cheers. So I finally had a chance because I was home. I was home for two days this week. I finally got a chance to watch that movie. Oh, Halloween and Kills. It did. Yeah. I finally. Yeah. Because I texted you. I had like a bad vow of like vertigo or something like that but like I I, just, I couldn't get off the fucking couch <laughs> you say vertigo but it's more like I don't want to go <laughs> <laughs> oh. funny but but seriously like I, I couldn't get up without the room like you, spinning you, don't, you don't have to sell me on it dude so I finally sat down when we was at school and like you know what I can finally watch Halloween Kills because we have Peacock and like all that I thought so, it was really fun. And people that are like, oh, I the really dialogue is stupid. Oh, the characters don't make sense. You know what? Have you seen are you Halloween movies? Are you watching a Halloween movie or horror movies for the dialogue? Are you seriously doing that? Like, I mean, what, go watch Halloween 5 and tell me that that shit is Oscar worthy. You know what I mean? It's fun. <laughs> I love it. But like. I mean, just name a so horror movie where the dialogue is amazing. I, I, I mean, you have Midsummer where he's like, get your dirty cock off my ancestral tree. I mean... <laughs> People are just, like, so far up their own asses that, like... I, I, I just don't get it. I, I don't either. Yeah. yeah, I don't get it. And so, I'm offering this simple phrase. Two freaks from 18 to 92... Although it's been said many times, many ways, Glucklish Corabus not to you. 
that, huh? <laughs> we can do it because it's a parody. Parodies are fucking free reign. <laughs> That's great. You can follow us on Twitter at Fans of the Dead One. YouTube, Fans of the Dead. Check out some of our videos. Uh, we'll probably be posting some new ones up there soon. Feedback yeah, at uh, Fans of the Dead Podcast at gmail.com. Drop us a line. Give us a suggestion. We're looking for a genre to do for January. Yeah. What should yep. we watch? Uh, follow us on Instagram, Fans of the Dead Podcast. Uh, you can also catch our show on the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, the PFPN, prescribedfilms.com. Go I like to say the poof doom You go to our own website, fansofthedead.com. You can get all of our episodes there. You get all our recipe videos there. You can buy a t-shirt there. You still got time. There's Christmases right around the corner. There are some empty stockings, and they need to be filled with some swag. So, you know, don't put coal in your loved one's stocking. Put some goddamn Fans of the Dead swag in there. Yes. Nothing Please will get do. your wife that wop like that swag. Hmm. What? Nothing. Jesus Christ. It's his birthday! <laughs> Is that it? Uh, yeah. did, we did, it, we did all our it. credits? We got all the credits. Alright. Honestly, thank you everyone for listening. I wouldn't say we wouldn't do it without you because it, I would just... I would be in this dungeon talking to Jeremy into the void because it's fun. But it's it is more fun, fun it, it, knowing that you're having fun along with us. I, I agree. I mean, like, like, like you said, we if nobody was listening, if it was just like our like spouses and family that was listening to us, I would still do it. My wife has recently admitted to me that she doesn't listen anymore. My wife never listened. I think she only listened to the gate, and then that was it. Apparently, I'm a lot to handle. Yeah, I guess we... Yeah, yeah, me too. Have fun. Be safe. Merry Christmas. Glucus You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening.